Welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner Circle Podcast. In this podcast, we break down the technology challenges that are impacting today's financial professionals. Our goal is to identify these challenges and potentially uncover solutions across tech integrations, adoption, emerging technology, evaluating solutions, and more. Through this content, we hope to help professionals avoid common pitfalls and move their services towards an award-winning strategy for 2020 and beyond. Hosted by Tim Welsh, President Nexus Strategy and Consultant to the Wealthies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealth Tech Winner's Circle podcast. My name is Tim Welsh, and with me is Steve Levent from SSNC Advent, uh, responsible for the Black Diamond business. So, Steve, welcome, number one. And then number two, maybe tell us a little about yourself, what you do over there at SSNC. Uh, maybe a fun fact about you that we may not know, and then um, sort of you know what you're looking forward to in uh, 2020 for the business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. You know, excited to you know be part of this series. A little bit about me. So I uh, I run the you know the, the advisory focused business here at SSNC. You know what that means is about 90% of my time is spent uh, with Black Diamond, which is the tip of the spear in that world in our organization. Uh, the other 10% is, is really interacting with, you know, clients that run some of our other portfolio uh, management and wealth management tool sets uh, across the business. They are in the business of advisory and wealth management. Fun fact about me, um, I'm sort of uninteresting. I, I have three elementary school age boys. So I, as a result, I don't really have any hobbies. My hobbies are doing stuff with them on the weekends and getting them out of the house so that they don't make my wife crazy, <laughs> basically. Yeah, fantastic. Well... Terrific. So Black Diamond's known for its innovative tech. And in 2019, you all won the um, Wealthies Award for your client portal or client experience. So maybe tell us a little about that initiative and what sort of the cool features that really you think kind of put you over the top in the very, very competitive category. Yeah, no, no worries whatsoever. Um, you know, we are awfully excited about, you know, the work that we uh, have done and we will continue to do to our client experience. We really do think that the world is changing to where you know every consumer expects a digital interaction with their service providers. We feel like we're in a great position to help power advisors to provide that experience. And I would say the way that we think about it is not only are we focused on things like mobile first and a great end user experience, but I think when we think about how we uh, can sort of differentiate in the market, what we try to do is come up with ways where we can allow the advisor to sort of relay the, va- the value that they bring to the relationship in a uh, very personalized but scalable way. So, you know, as an example, one of the features that, you know, we're certainly very proud of is a feature called Timeline. It is a mechanism for advisors to communicate one-on-one with their clients through the portal. It's a way for them to sort of communicate one-to-many, you know, sending things like, uh, an updated ADV or market commentary. Uh, and it's also a way for them to narrow down uh, utilizing demographic data uh, or holdings data in our system to be able to tailor a message to a subset of clients that you know, might live in a, a certain city or might you know, have a certain holding in some of their accounts that you want to be able to relay some information about. And so we're you know, really excited about the, the platform, um, and we think the, you know, the more users that, that access it uh, sort of feeds the ecosystem and, and allows our advisors, who are our clients, to get more value uh, out of the services they get from us. Yeah, that's terrific. I uh, definitely uh, heard a lot of great accolades about that initiative. So maybe let's shift gears a little bit, talk bigger picture. You know, when you look out at the, all of the users on the platform and you're talking to advisors every day, you know, what do you think are some of their biggest 
challenges? And then maybe on the flip side of the coin, where there are opportunities? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say actually both of them are to some degree adoption. If you go in and visit, you know, a wealth management firm around the country, you know, when they're, you know, they go out and they invest a bunch of money in, in technology tools, whether it be wealth management or a trading system or a CRM, you know, they, the biggest challenge that they have is sort of driving adoption within their teams uh, and then making sure that, you know, the feature set that's available to them is ultimately enabled, right? The, the great thing about the world we live in today is technology providers like us, uh, like our competitors and like the folks that are in the parallel categories, they're rolling out features constantly. You know, we, we, as an example, we roll out new capabilities every six weeks. It ultimately becomes challenging for, you know, the end advisory firm to consume that data. Uh, and so what, what winds up happening is, you know, you're, you're looking for features uh, that actually exist in your current platform. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a conversation with a client that, you know, we, we go, into, go into their office to sit down with them and they say, hey, I would love your platform if it just did this one thing. And uh, it's great that we can go and, you know, pull up the application, update the setting and enable the capability. Uh, the challenge is, you know, for advisory firm kind of keeping on top of all the things their technology partners and vendors are doing. So that's, that's probably the biggest challenge we see out in the marketplace is as, you know, sort of technology shifts to this, you know, fast evolving uh, world that we're living in these days. Yeah, terrific. Totally think you're right on top of that issue. Um, but along those lines, you know, do you think advisors are looking at their tech stack? I also heard a lot of other people call it a tech pile, but <laughs> do you think it's strategically a views or are they just reacting to what's new and available? Um, what's your sense out there and maybe what's some advice you might give? You know, I think it's a little bit of both depending on the firm. I think the best firms are looking at their technology stack strategically. And when I say the best firms, I mean those that you know, have an eye up to growth, recognize that the platform that their, you know, employees, advisors, and uh, clients ultimately run on, it, it can be the chassis for that growth. They are being very purposeful in the tools that they're selecting and how they talk together. I think the best thing to do, very honestly, is there's a lot of, lot of uh, industry information available out there about, you know, the various tool sets. Advice I would give is, you know, talk to your custodian or talk to a third-party consultant about, you know, how to make these things work together really well. And, you know, they can certainly help guide you to uh, other firms that have gone down this path, have chosen tools, and ultimately uh, have made them, you know, a, a meaningful part of their business. That feels like, you know, to me, you know, going out and talking to peers in the industry is always the best way to, uh, to go and, and get advice on, on, on how you should be constructing your your tech stack, uh, so it doesn't turn into a tech pile. <laughs> well done, well said. Um, you know, it seems to me that the, the client experience seems to be a unifying theme for just about everybody these days. And um, you know, I think when we talk tech, we mean a digital touch point on that client experience, that journey from prospect to client to raving fan to hopefully offering referrals. Um, uh, you know, clearly you guys are in that business. You know, uh, what's sort of your take on that whole client experience and how technology can really try to you know, streamline some of this regulatory uh, paperwork we have and just more of a, you know, an Amazon-like experience for wealth management. Yeah, I'll actually, maybe I'll, I'll shift a little bit and give you a relevant example. So think today, you know, in kind of a not technology, technologically advanced world, if you have a client that, you know, is looking to withdraw some cash, right? The workflow typically is a phone call, 
uh, or an email followed by a phone call to validate that it's a legitimate email, a note that's put into the CRM, or maybe worst case scenario, you know, a post-it note that is written on and you know, put on somebody's uh, computer monitor in order to exercise the raising of cash and then ultimately the wire. Um, I think you know, some of the things that we can do, um, as an example, would be allowing the end client to you know, start that uh, activity directly from uh, their mobile device in our in our digital experience, right? So imagine a world where now your face or your fingerprint is actually the you know sort of the the the, the token for you know that message to go over to your advisor. An alert is generated in our application. It then kicks off an alert in the rebalancer that tells you that you need to raise some cash, and then you can ultimately go as far as raising some cash and and executing on the wire sort of all digitally. And all of that data can then be stored both in our system and a CRM, so you have a digital record of it as well. So I think that's kind of what uh, consumers are expecting these days, right? I, you know, the last time I had to walk into a bank in order to get cash was a long time ago. The last time I had to make a phone call to do a financial transaction was probably a decade ago. We think that RAs and, and advisors are looking for those same experiences that they can leverage and, and put out in front of their clients. Um, so I. A different way of answering your question, but but I think that's a relevant example in the way that you know we're sort of reshaping the landscape of uh, of client touches. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Uh, it is a different world, and hopefully, these innovations are starting to you know really seep into the workflows uh, on both sides. So it is much easier. You know, along those lines, you know, um, uh, I've coined this phrase, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Peak robo. Have we hit the peak of the? robots and the advisors working together, complementary. I think initially the angst was about being maybe replaced by a robot. But, uh, you know, from your point of view, wh- wh- where do you see sort of this um, automation slash human approach to wealth management, advice delivery? And, and are there roles for both to play? I think there are. I mean, my, I think what has happened is a couple of things. I, I, you know, number one, um, I think, I'm not sure I'd call it peak robo. I think from a generational perspective, the comfort level with interacting with a digital solution as your primary sort of advice mechanism, a younger generation is more comfortable with it, right? And so I think what that will translate into is, you know, whereas somebody that's a Gen X like me, you know, once they hit some threshold of assets, they feel like they need to call an advisor and get some human advice. I can see a world in which in, you know, you fast forward 10 years and that threshold, maybe it's, you know, in assets or, or age, that threshold is going to increase, right? Because I think people are more comfortable, you know, interacting with the direct-to-consumer robo and, and similar uh, automated financial solutions. I think from a, an advisor perspective, I, I don't think the wealth management advisory business is going away anytime soon, though, right? So, you know, once those, you know, those individuals hit a certain threshold, they're going to want to talk to a human, right? There are things like you know, education planning and, you know, thinking about, you know, trust and estate planning and, and you know, insurance needs and wills and, and things that you're going to want to talk to a financial professional about. I think, you know, from, a, from the advisor's perspective, what they've gotten from robos, they're not going to replace them anytime soon, but they have recognized the, you know, the capabilities for, you know, how well you can sort of automate some of the operational processes in your business. I right? think about rebalancing as an example. That's the perfect one. For the most part, you can let a rebalancing program almost run on autopilot to make sure that your clients are, you know, staying within the, you know, the agreed upon model and or investment protocol. And then, you know, from time to time, you'd want to be able to jump in and and provide that additional value for things like tax loss harvesting. 
But I do think, you know, what advisors have gotten out of the robo world is they've recognized the benefit of automating operational processes. I think that, you know, we're really just at the beginning of that stage. Uh, and you will see platforms like ours and other capabilities in the marketplace that will truly, you know, sort of outsource and automate lots and lots of the, you know, investment processes that an advisor goes through today. Yep. I think you're absolutely right on that point for sure. Um, you know, let's dig a little deeper. You know, there's also uh, in the hype world, you know, artificial intelligence, AI. Um, we've heard a lot about that. Uh, you know, there seems to be some great use cases in wealth management, but we just haven't seen anything really deliver. You know, um, what's your point of view on that? Are you guys working on some AI? Uh, what can we expect to see? So the answer is yes, we are working some, on some AI. It's probably going to stay within our operations for some time. I think part of the reason why you don't see, you know, things materialize in the marketplace is because the scale and data set that you need to realistically, you know, have machine learning work doesn't exist in lots of these platforms yet. Talking about, you know, millions and millions of accounts and, you know, tens of millions uh, of transactions that you'd ultimately need to, to be able to get meaningful insights from the data. So where we are using it, um, and we will continue to make advancements here, are things like uh, our, our outsource reconciliation process. Right. We, we have two and a half million accounts that flow through our system every day. Lots of them come from you know, the top four uh, RA custodians. And so what we're able to do is we're able to take a look at trend data across that account set. And we're, we're then able to take a look at what actions humans are required to make in order to reconcile that data. And now our systems are serving up recommended changes. Right? So we are rolling out some machine learning, some, some RPA. And, you know, the idea here is that we should be able to reduce the, the human intervention in an outsource operations process significantly with better results. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll continue to make strides there. It won't make it to the, to the front office quite yet, you know, but, but the, the quality of the data will be, uh, you know, what ultimately does show up. Yeah, I think it's a great um, example of uh, where AI is. I think, you know, more on the, the back office and then, you know, as it evolves and Moves to the front office. So yeah, great points there. You know, along those lines, you know, what are some of the other big trends that you guys are looking at? You know, um, I know there's always been this issue of demographics. You know, advisors are getting older, clients are living longer. Any other big trends like that that you guys are looking at? And maybe you know, where is the next opportunity for tech to uh, help smooth out some of these um, uh, big macro issues that are popping up? I would say mobile first everywhere, both from the end investor as well as the advisor. Um, when we rolled out our our new native apps. You know, the login data, uh, and that was about nine months ago or so, or the login data that we saw in a purely mobile way versus desktop became exponential within a couple of weeks, right? So it, I mean, it was, it, it, it totally took over the, you know, the traditional desktop logins. People are looking to be able to transact and get data on their phones. I don't think in our space, you know, that folks have sort of kept up in the same way that they have in the direct-to-consumer uh, businesses. I think that's a big one that, you know, folks are, are, you know, sort of not highlighting as much as they should. You know, the other big one I would say is, you know, absolutely, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, working with the aggregators in the space. Um, you know, we're obviously watching, you know, what's happening in that sort of phase of consolidation in the, in the wealth management RA world. Um, and how we can, you know, help lend some solutions to make those transitions easier. Right? We think that's a, a theme that will continue for some time. And there will, you know, over the next, you know, decade or so, there will be a, a handful of, of, of mega RIAs that will emerge as a result. 
And we think that, you know, the, the constant tuck-in and acquisition process and, and implementation that these firms need to do both to onboard to the firm and the technology uh, onboarding, we can do a lot to help uh, with that latter piece of making sure that the technology is easy to consume and, uh, and ultimately uh, sort of helps them with that, you know, aspect of, of, of the implementations. Yeah, you definitely uh, sort of anticipated my next sort of uh, question line here, which is about consolidation. You know, it seems like every day we're reading headlines of, you know, mergers and big companies gobbling up other big companies and same not only on the broker dealer or the custodian side, but also on the technology side. Um, you know, where, where do the advisors fall out on this? What should they be thinking about as they look to partner with their core business partners as uh, this consolidation is accelerating? Yeah, I, I think what we've seen to some degree is that um, if you're running modern day technology in your practice, that is one of the things that makes everything easier, right? You're, you're more attractive to a potential acquirer. The tuck-in to their business is, tends to be simpler. You know, I think that you know, this trend is not going to stop, as I mentioned. I ultimately think it is a good thing for the advisory wealth management business, right? We, we're all, we all know the facts that you know, 40% of advisors are anticipated to retire in the next decade. And so how do we make sure that, you know, those clients are served well? We think some of these really large firms that are in the business of aggregating and rolling up other RAs are really well situated to help train and educate the next generation of advisors to ensure that, you know, this, this industry lives on and we have enough people in order to be able to support uh, the kind of transition of wealth that's going to be happening. And so I, uh, you know, I ultimately think this is a good thing for, you know, for the industry. And I would say as a, as a potential acquirer, making sure that, you know, your technology stack is one that would be attractive to, to a potential acquirer, not only will help the integration, it will also help with the valuation. Yeah, fantastic advice. I think that's right on point for sure. I um, mean, you know, we are in the year of 2020, you know, the year of vision. Uh, so as you will look out uh, for the next calendar year, what, uh, what can we expect to see from the good folks at Black Diamond. You know, I, I would say you're going to see you're going to see us, con, you know, continue to accelerate in the areas that you know we're best known for. Right? That's that is you know the the probably the easiest way to say it. You know, we launched a rebalancer a year and a half ago at this point. In a fairly short amount of time, it's been adopted by about 25% of our client base. We want to make sure that it is an absolute class leading capability, and we are going to invest in it uh, to make sure we get there. Number two, we've always been known for our client portal, our investor experience, and our advisor experience. That is an area that we're going to continue to make sure we're the absolute leader in. We think that you know it is yeah, it's table. You have to have a you know an, a digital investor experience as part of your solution. Everyone is looking for that. Firms are going to want to partner with the best there. And we feel like you know we fit the bill. And then I would say the third area, which gets interesting, is we've spent the last couple of months sort of, you know, looking around the rest of SSNC, uh, and there are some pretty interesting capabilities, uh, you know, that we can bring to market for firms that ultimately would add value. My favorite one is, you know, as you might know, we are the world's largest fund administration business across both private equity and hedge funds. Well, we've now made a, uh, a data connection to our fund admin. Uh, so, so the firms that we work with that you know are running private fund of funds and also run Black Diamond, if they are using us as a as, as a combined solution, we have the ability to not only feed in all of the LP data you know electronically, things like capital calls and NAV updates, but we can also actually feed in things like K1s and capital call documents directly into the client portal, 
And so this way, you're really giving your end clients a one-stop shop for 100% of their financial needs, and you're removing the labor that tends to exist in the back office to make sure alternatives are accurately reflected uh, in, the, in the wealth management system. And so uh, that's just one example of several that we're, you know, we're, we're actively working on and have clients actively subscribing to. More to come on that you know, over the next year. Uh, but that is one of the distinct advantages of being part of this organization that caters to financial services in every vertical. Yeah, terrific. Uh, can't wait to see some of that stuff come online for sure. Um, so shameless plug for the Wealthies uh, 2020 coming up this fall in September. So what maybe we might see from you guys in terms of a nomination for your next award-winning submission? So I would say um, in alignment with what I just talked about, uh, you should expect that, you know, we're going to put up our rebalancer again this year. We're going to put up our client experience against this, again this year, you know, i.e. our client portal. And, uh, and, and absolutely, we will put ourselves up again for the, you know, best portfolio accounting or wealth management system. We're looking at the other categories. Uh, you might see us pop up in a few others as well. But, you know, without a doubt, you should see those three and, and Black Diamond will be represented. Uh, fantastic. Hey, Steve, so much. Thanks for your time. Uh, talking to our great readers and listeners out there. So signing off with uh, Steve Levin from SSNC. Good deal. Thanks a lot, Tim. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.